Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel and Adam for another installment of the 12 Days of Fismas. I think we're on day four or five. I can't remember. I, I, I posted about it on Twitter, and I actually put the wrong day, but you can't edit Twitter, Twitter posts. So. Um, so today we're doing RRR, but before we get to it, I want to give Joel the floor to talk about one of his related books, because this is all kind of in honor of Joel's uh, Joel's recent RPGs that he's been releasing. That's right, fools. It's all about me. Um, so, okay, uh, let's get the plug out of the way first. Um, as you guys all know, I wrote, I wrote and am now selling the post-apocalyptic uh, Kung Fu super game Lone Wolf Fist. Uh, 300 plus pages of Kung Fu Mayhem in the post-apocalypse on sale at Drive RPG right now. Um, and I'm currently in the in the midst of getting all the writing done prior to starting my next Kickstarter for Acid and Steel, which is where we're going to explore uh, cool robots, uh, so you have robot martial artists, and the Damned Heroes, which are uh, heroes that have sold their souls to these extremely powerful beings called the Ashura that are basically, you know, the devil. Uh, just there's seven of them. Um, and this is a wonderful psychedelic monster hell called Naraka that they live in. So we're going to be adding that to Lone Wolf Fist here in the not-too-distant future, and I wanted to make sure I was plugging it because I'm really bad at this. Um, but right now, if you want to uh, pop on drive through RPG and all kinds of free goodies, uh, Blood from God's Eye, our intro adventure is ready, uh, so you can get that for free. There's also a GM screen, which you can get in both uh, beautiful glossy print, really nice high quality, or just a PDF if you prefer to do it online, and they're both fairly cheap. So that's that's the plug. Lone Wolf Fist, go play it, fools. And I have to say, Lone Wolf Fist, this movie is particularly appropriate because there does seem to be a lot of Indian influence in in your work. So I feel like this movie, more than any, really felt like, oh, I can, I can, I this this I feel like Joel does a lot of stuff that I see in this movie. So oh, yeah, yeah. This um, this movie was powerfully inspirational. I actually watched this with my kids because it's PG thirteen, and they loved it. Um, so. <laughs> It's a great kids movie, great for the holidays, people. Uh, especially, I was actually uh, inspired to uh, reread certain sections of the uh, Bhagavad Gita, which is the book I wrote that had mm. really inspired me to write Lone Wolf Fist. Um, mm -hmm. And then I started digging into uh, Hindi mythology, which is a vast sea of all kinds of awesome stuff. It's hard to point to one work that's amazingly like over the top, but like pretty much all of them are. Um, like, for example, one of the big monsters that I'm writing for right now, uh, I named him after Ravana, who is a, a really uh, infamous Asher. He's the guy that sired all of the Rakshasa and all kinds of cool stuff. And he's this incredible, like, titanic monster with, like, ten heads and twenty arms. And he gets killed by a an arrow that's so powerfully shot that it circumnavigates the globe before it kills him. Um, you just can't make this stuff up, people. It, that's that's an amazing thing to find in a thousand plus year old myth. So yeah, yeah, I, I was definitely feeling some Bhagavad Gita energy in this movie. I have to say, big time, especially the, towards the end. And the movie is called RRR, which I guess stands. I don't know how to pronounce the uh, the original language of the words, but I think it's something like rise, revolt, roar, something like that. But yep. Then at a deeper level, it really is just the initials of the director and the two lead actors, apparently, because that was the that was like the the name they came up for the project when it first was in development and then it just stuck. So it's um it's a 2022 Indian movie directed by uh, and I'm going to 
hopefully pronounce his name correct. Uh, SS uh, Rajmuli, is that right? Did I get that right? Uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny it. Whether it's yeah, it, it sounds Indian-ish to me. You're so. on your own. Don't try okay, to well, this. Well, the problem I'm having is that my autocorrect is actually making it hard to tell if I'm reading J's or I's. So, oh, it's uh, a J. Yeah, yeah, yeah Raja, okay. Raja okay. or something like that. Yes. Okay. So, But it's a fictitious story about two le legendary revolutionaries and their journey away from home before they started fighting for their country in the 1920s. So basically... It's based on two real guys, but everything else is pretty much fictitious because it takes time, takes it takes place in this period of time where there wasn't a whole lot known about what they were doing exactly. And so and and we don't want to give too much away, but Adam mentioned there's an inglorious bastards influence on it. And so it does definitely it, it's not like a reboot of or a redo of Inglorious Bastards, but there's a similarity of plot at work there. But other than that, everything is totally completely different um so i guess i was the one most on the fence with this movie and i know you guys wanted me to give my my reaction first in fact i was outright hostile to the idea of doing the movie. i was we, i we sat down you into this one i we sat did. down angry yesterday and i was thinking joel talked because i because i opened it up and i'm like wait a second this is a three-hour movie i'm like joel talked me into a three-hour movie and i was getting I was starting to get mad. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch 10 minutes of it. And if it sucks, I'm just going to tell him I saw 10 minutes and it sucked. And you so I, I like your initial comment in, in the chat was I'm done watching the movie. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> so so I, I sat down and I gave it more than 10 minutes. Obviously I watched the whole movie. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked it. Um, I, I think I was expecting it to kind of, it, and it is a long movie and it does meander in places, but I was expecting a lot more meandering that I didn't care about. Mm -hmm. What I think surprised me was sort of the jubilance of the movie and like just this exuberant, I don't, I don't know what it is, just felt very uh, authentic. Like it wasn't like it was, it wasn't a jaded movie. Do you know what I mean? It was just yeah, like a very fun, exciting film. And it was also an experience like I haven't had in a long time seeing a movie. Do you know what I mean? Like I sometimes get this feeling when I see like, I don't know, like, you know, movies from from China or something. But I've been intentionally avoiding American movies for like the past several years that are recent. They had to talk me into seeing Dread for that reason, yeah. because I just I just find like the snark and the dialogue and all this stuff very off putting. Um, but but this movie, I, I, I love the characters. I, I love that they're not. They're not like, I don't know, there's just no, there's no snarky dialogue when they do things. Everything just feels very real. And it's, it's stuff that, it's stuff that we would probably make fun of in an American movie, but it, it, it's not really something that needs to be made fun of. It's all, it all works and is exciting. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I just, I just really enjoyed it. And I thought the action was really well done. I liked how clear the action was because my mm -hmm. worry going into this was, well, it's it's going to be like a CGI fest and it's going to look like a Marvel movie where I don't even know what's going on and it's going to look ugly on top of that. And what I really liked was how bright everything was and how clear everything was. The, I would describe it, it was like it was like going into the city to watch some big show, except the show is like 90% action. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that was the, yeah. you know, so 
it, it has like even even down to like how they light up the governor's mansion during the big fight scene. I felt yeah. like I was walking into a Broadway theater when they did that. And I liked it. It made it more appealing to me. And I really had this revelation, which I mean, it's not a revelation because I've said it about other movies. But I was just thinking movies don't have to be ugly. You know, they they can be <laughs> they can be beautiful. There's something very nice about a you know, a, not just a beautifully shot movie, but a movie with beautiful colors and a movie with brightness to it and a movie with uh, a beautiful storyline that's about a friendship between two guys and a movie that's got like, this I don't know, just this really, really amazing over the top action sequences. So I was I was on board with it. I don't think it does, now I want to be clear. It doesn't mean I'm going to suddenly start watching movies like this, but this movie definitely won me over in a big way. And I, 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 any, any irritation I had going in was pretty much done. You know, the moment I saw that guy dive into the crowd and start, you know, <laughs> fighting yeah. them. Um, I, th I think that was Ram uh, or Raju. Depend was it Rama Raju is the guy's name. And we yeah, Rama Raju. Um, I, I'm going with Raju. That's what I'm. I'm that's the. Yeah, Monica. I'm going to be calling go him. Raju. I'm going to be calling him Ram just because that's what I kept hearing in the dub, and so I'm going to. Okay. Uh, the audience will be just as confused as we were. So. Um, well, also, I would say the movie is good too. That it's. It's. I mean, there were things that confused me because it's like, well, I don't understand this for like this part of the format of the movie making. I don't quite know why they're doing this now, but it's very clear. Like you know what the plot is. It's. It's a very you know rescue the girl. Rescue the girl and kill the yep. evil governor is is mm -hmm. the storyline and brotherhood. You know, it's it's not it's not complicated stuff, and I and I think that was a wise wise move. Um, yeah, but yeah, I know. What did you guys think of it? Because you know, I, I yeah, I, oh, yeah, I'm loving, I'm loving all I'm loving all these words. I'm hearing like vibrant and jubilant. This movie's happy to be here. You know, it is like every single shot of this movie. It just seems like man, I'm just happy to be here. It's not, it's not even an upbeat movie. Like, there's a lot of really grim, miserable parts of this movie. Yeah. But there's this, yeah. this vibrancy and, and this, like, energy to the whole thing where it's like, I'm having fun even in the worst parts of this movie. It knew how to remain jubilant somehow. Yeah. Well, it, turns, it turns the torture scene into an inspiring so song. Yeah, that was very <laughs> unexpected for me. That was... It was like a Jesus Christ moment, and then it just like yeah. turns into a musical, or like you said, Braveheart. You know, it, yeah, uh, no, it's it's fantastic, and I, yeah, I, I feel like as far as the CGI stuff goes, I mean, for one thing, you brought up how it's not dark and murky. It's like yeah, it feels like every Hollywood movie now is like, how can we disguise our shoddy CGI by making everything gray and dim and hard to see? Yeah. and with this, it's like, yeah, some of the CGI was a little ropey in parts, yeah. but it didn't matter because it. I dug what was happening. And as you say, it was bright and clear. And yeah, it just really held together. I, I think, too, the actors in this, the main actors are fantastic physical actors. It's yeah. not like they're, they're not CGI dolls with an actor's face pasted on them. The CGI is there to enhance the really fantastic physical performance they're doing. So it's not a, it's not, it's not just, well, we'll just, we'll just have CGI do all the work for us. It's, well, they also yeah. really sell it too. Like just the, like, especially beam for me, like his, his yeah. like joy <laughs> on the character's face. It was, oh, I man. mean, again, the, the, um, 
the Ram or the Ramaraju character, he had a little bit more of a an edge to him, right? Like he was definitely a darker character, but it yeah. didn't feel like a movie where there were these characters that all had chips on their shoulders. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It just it just was and that that really helped with the CGI because even like you said, when the CGI broke down in places, which it did at times, oh, yeah. I I didn't care because the guy playing Beam looked so happy to be doing whatever it was he was doing, you know, and it and it and it pulled me into it, and I was and it, and it made me realize too, like you know, well, you know, it's not just about the actor portraying an emotion; it's also about the actor pulling you in with it, like 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 if 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 they're if they're joyful, you'll be joyful too. Do you know what I mean? So it yeah. was. Well, like that, that initial tiger wolf scene with the hunt at the beginning, mm. it's like, yeah, the, the animals did not look entirely realistic, but that scene is so fantastic. Yeah. I just, I just did not care at all. It just, it just didn't, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. If I'm, if you're a movie, if you're sitting there critiquing the special effects, the movie has failed somewhere else. Generally. Yeah. Yeah. With, that's with, a good observation. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's like a puppeteer who is aware that his puppet is bad. You know, he's got like yeah. a shoddy puppet. But a guy who just acts, you know, it's like they're acting as if they're playing with a real tiger and they're fully committed to it. So it works. And I, yep. you don't you don't see any sense of doubt in their eyes when they're doing it. So that kind of gets you yep. over that hump, I think. Um, here's a here's a good weird comparison. You know what I watched with my kids last night? Um, up at Christmas Carol. Must Black Muppet Christmas Carol, um, yeah. and the guy playing Scrooge in that one did the same thing. He's literally acting to giant felt Muppets, but he portrayed all of his yeah. emotions sincerely, and so it completely what, who, sold the premise. What year did Michael that movie Caine, come out? Isn't it Michael Caine? Yeah, Michael Caine. That's who it was. Okay, um, yeah, that that makes that's sense. Who it was. Then. Yeah, Michael Caine, absolutely brilliant performance and very emotional. An actual great adaptation of the uh, of the source material. Um, yep, and again, is. there's no CGI in that movie. I don't think at all. It's just Muppets. But it doesn't matter if it's a puppet. Like you know, we're yeah. willing to suspend our disbelief. I don't care if the CGI isn't flawlessly convincing. I am willing to suspend my disbelief because this dude is out running a tiger. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good. Also, I liked I, I liked they had apparently they're like the two biggest actors from this you know, from from the dollywood system right like that's the big deal of them being in the movie together from what i was able to gather again i don't know much about these movies so if i'm incorrect yeah but, none of us do i don't think so. but i like the balance because beam was kind of like they're both they're both obviously like in incredible physical shape but beam has a little like he's he's i don't want to give the wrong impression because he doesn't look like John Belushi, but he's got more of a John Belushi vibe, right? And the other yeah. guy is more serious. And I, I like the balance because it worked in those humorous moments. And yeah. I was I was impressed that somebody as physically fit, and, and I think, I don't know how to say the guy's name, but it's N.T. Rama Rao, I think, is the, Rao Jr., is the guy who played Beam. A guy that physically impressive doing that, like playing a role like that, that's a little bit more of like a... um you know, like a John Belushi type role or a Chris Farley type role was to me very impressive because well, the transformation I, that happens when that guy takes his shirt off is unbelievable because he, he's got <laughs> yeah. he's got the same body type I have where he's just kind of like a square. But when yeah. he takes his shirt off, it's just this nothing but like sculpted rock yeah. hard muscle. It's unbelievable. So, like, yeah, it's it's. It's really interesting to see a dude that like could easily like not just lift the weights but eat them. Just be like, I'm just having a fun time. Let's dance. 
you wind up yeah. loving that guy. You well, know? I feel and like he's so he's almost got like a strongman body, and so I think he just and so yeah. on camera, strongman does look a little bit more you know like that. But it, it was deceptive because I kept whenever I would see him with a shirt on, I'd be like, wait a second, I thought he was like this chiseled guy, but now he yep. looks kind of you know kind of plump, and I, it was. But I, I think he was just able to sort of shift the performance depending on what he was doing, and you know, it, yeah. it worked. It's, it's um, all about how he carries himself. Like it, it, not since what, what was it? Uh, Christopher Reeves as uh, Clark Kent does the same thing, where you can mm. watch the man transform. He just takes the glasses off and he's Superman. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's the same thing here. You know, the guy puts on his, his what was it? He had like an outfit. He had an ass kicking outfit. <laughs> what if he yeah. went to the Governor's <laughs> Mansion? It's like, oh, oh, right. This guy could punch through solid concrete. I forgot about that. Well, that was the other cool thing about his character is he's so nice. It's It takes you by surprise when he suddenly, like, like again, we're going to spoil the movie because it's, it's no oh, way to yeah, talk about this movie without spoiling it. But it starts out with their two friends, but then it develops into this thing where one of them is working for the government and one of them is working against the government trying to rescue this girl that's in the mansion. I think it's his sister or a fellow villager. And... When he goes to rescue her, the other guy ends up betraying him and trying to arrest him because the other guy has secretly got a long term plan against the governor so that they eventually they'll be on the same page. But it's a very nice sort of storyline. But the point it is, felt, it felt very much like a Hong Kong uh, undercover yeah. cop story. Yeah, yeah, I like that part. That was one of the reasons I liked it. But the, yeah, but but what what I what I liked about it was how they they um uh they he's so nice that when he sort of digs his heels in and is like, okay, now like you're pushing me too far. I'm going to actually fight you so I can go rescue this girl. It's surprising because you don't expect him to be that ruthless, you know, against the guy that is betraying him. Um, Cause he kind of gives yeah. him a few chances before he really starts pushing back at him. Um, yeah. So I, I thought I, I, you know, I, I, but yeah, the, 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 the two, the two lead characters in their relationship, I think is really the key that made the movie work for me. Um, the other thing would be the villains. The villains in this were, um, <laughs> I, I, like a lot of people, I, cause I, I went, I went on YouTube and I, cause I didn't know much about this movie. I didn't know much about this style of movie. So I need, I wanted to get more information. And a lot of people criticized the, the, the English actors. And I felt that was a little unfair because I watch a lot of Hong Kong movies where the, the, the critique they were kind of making was it felt like they just grabbed whatever, you know, English people they could to, to fill the roles. When you watch Hong Kong movies, you definitely see that where there's a guy who clearly has no acting experience who's playing <laughs> the the European guy, and it shows. Yeah. Here, this, yeah. the the guy that plays the villain is the guy who played uh, was it Titus Polo from um, yep. Rome. Rome, and the and the woman is the Nazi lady from uh, Indiana Jones and Lost the, the Last Crusade. Crusade. Yeah. So, so they're established actors. They're just really hamming it up and they're because yeah. this is a movie where they everything is just like through the roof. So the it's bad a movie where are, a character throws a leopard at somebody. It's like the yeah. villains should be really freaking over the top. It's yeah. like, yeah, I thought they pitched it perfectly. Yeah. That's the, that they were perfectly in line with everything else in this movie. These are bad guys who like kick puppies for fun. They don't do that in the movie, yeah. but that's the kind of bad guys. They just do just unnecessary evil things in addition to the much more understandable long-term evil schemes that they have they going. love being yeah. evil <laughs> so like the whole plot hinges on the wife of the governor at first it's like a touching scene there's this indian girl in a village and she's singing to her mm -hmm. and it's a nice song 
and I don't know, you think, oh, like, you know, it's like something magical is happening. And then like the woman is like, okay, I want her on my mantle. Let's take her home. And yeah. and they and they throw two coins at the villager who misinterprets what they're doing and thinks that they're just giving them money for the music. And then they take the girl and that sort of kicks off the plot. Um, but I thought I thought that the the villains were really great in this. They they I I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed just like thorough villainy without any further explanation <laughs> with the characters fully leaning into it. Like the scene where the guy is didn't, like, didn't you want to see the governor's childhood and see the thing that like set him no, on the wrong path? <laughs> the only, the only thing they added that I did think was a nice touch was him explaining the cost of a bullet to the men. Yeah. So he could be more evil and insist they use a more brutal method of execution instead of a bullet. And also he, he, he tells different prices to different people when he gives that speech, if I recall. But th well, that so, was well, the, the, the other scene though was 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 the flashback to the father of the character. Oh, so okay. clearly so, it's, inflation. it's inflation. Inflation. They were they were okay. reflecting the actual price of bullets. It was very very good historical accuracy <laughs> in this movie, I thought. But I thought that was a nice touch to the character. That that, yeah. that added to it. That no, added having to it. him tell the story multiple times too, it just made it it. It made it just made him just more hateable in a way. It's yeah. like he always pulls this old saw of a story out and thinks he's clever every time. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Yeah, because the first time you heard, like, wow, that's like a lot of information that this guy. You, you think he's yeah. like a super genius who really keeps track of things, and then you realize, no, he just knows this one thing and constantly tells it to people. It's just imagine all his underlings rolling their eyes. Oh, not the freaking cost of a bullet speech again. Jesus. But yeah. his performance, too, when he's talking about hanging him until his eyes pop and his neck breaks, the way he says that, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get away with that in an American movie, but I thought it really worked. I was, I was oh, yeah. happy. It's more like a stage performance than a movie performance. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a, yes. another good observation. It's, it's a lot more... Uh, theatrical in terms of being like a theater experience. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing is, and it's got an old Hollywood energy. Uh, that's, that's something mm -hmm. that's kind of this style of movie really feels like old Hollywood to me. Um, yeah. America's forgotten how to use stylization aside from the Coen brothers who can still pull it off. Almost all of Hollywood can't, can't embrace stylization, which is the real loss. such literal thinkers lately. Everything yeah. is exactly the thing that it is at all I mean, times. It must be There's... somewhat realistic. And yeah, yeah, it's it's uninspired to say the least. Uh, if, mm -hmm. if we can't have magical thinking even in movies, like Jesus, that's grim. Well, but yeah, this like this, the, the oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. This movie is all about magical thinking. That's all I was going to say. Well, even <laughs> things like the musical sequences, which I think is the thing that people usually make fun of Bollywood movies for, and I guess in this case, Tollywood movies. Um, I, I, I mean, again, I'm not like a, I'm not a big fan of musicals, but I do like the implementation of music into movies. And there are musicals mm -hmm. that I, I do like. And I think that it's nice that they're able to sort of have these musical sequences without any real explanation. It's just part of the format, I guess. So, you know, they, you know, they, the audience understands it. The only thing I could really liken it to is sort of like, almost like a, um, uh, a for like, like some of the, some of the musical numbers felt like they were commenting on what happened and foreshadowing what's to come. So it kind of adds, it, it adds to the drama as well. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the musical sequences, but yeah, I, I, I thought that this felt like a, 
I felt like I had a full evening of entertainment after watching this movie, which was, mm-hmm. you know, which is, you know, not something that I often feel after a film. So, um, and it was all everything. It was visual. It was audio. You know, there was a sense of physicality to it. There was a sense and, of. And the, the of, emotional payoffs and highs and lows. Like there's a lot yeah. in this movie. It's a feast for that kind of thing. Well, like even yeah. something like, oh, go ahead, Adam. I was going to say, yeah, I, I wasn't feeling well when I watched this movie. I'd been sick earlier in the day, and I was kind of like, I don't know if I can do a three-hour movie. I'm going to try. I might end up calling off the podcast today. And within, like you say, within 20 minutes of that movie starting, I was just on board. It was like the <laughs> idea of turning it off and going, no, nah, I can't do it. No, I was, I watched that. And, it, and it, like, it ended at midnight for me. And I was just pumped. I was like, I'm going to be up till 2 a.m. I'm not in the mood to go to bed at all. That was fantastic. Oh, man, uh, that scene at the end where he gets the bow and arrow and just starts going to town. Man, I, I love it so uh, much. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, a lot of times in modern movies, I'm just, the action scenes are things you just sit through waiting for the plot to start up again yeah. now. And I like so many Marvel movies, for example. Oh, it's like, okay, man. is the action scene going to end soon? I'm bored. And I was like, I was like, every time an action scene, I felt like, yeah, another action scene. I'm, I can't wait to see what's going to happen now. It's uh, oh, so good. Uh, they, they did a really good job of like synchronizing the emotional beats of the movie with yes. the action scenes. And yes. when you weren't in an action scene, what they were doing was like building up all this wonderful dramatic tension for the next explosive action scene. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah it's it, this this movie grabs you. I think that like that phenomenon you're describing where you're 20 minutes in and you're like, I can't get off this roller coaster. I just can't. <laughs> we're at the very, we're at the, the we're about to go on the first big hill. I can't get off now. There's loop-de-loops. I can see them in the distance yeah. shining and golden. Their promise is so glorious. That's RRR folks. Well, what yeah. was cool about it to me too, is like the scenes were like, they're like, um, there's like a montage where they're like showing what good friends they become. And it's like, they're, they're, <laughs> we're seeing their friendship build. And I think, I think there might've been music during that scene, but I can't really remember. I feel like that's a scene that would have just been, that would have appeared in a parody movie in America, right? Like that's how we would <laughs> yeah. handle it. But here it's sincere. And I think that's what I really liked about it is that it's like, well, no, there's actually nothing. It's not really something that you necessarily need to mock all the time. Like two guys can be friends like that and it can have a, this emotional weight to it. And it doesn't have to be something that we're making fun of. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yes. um, and I, I thought snide, everything has to be so damn snide in most movies these days. Yeah. I don't, I don't, it's, it's like, it's like middle schoolers when, you know, like 12 year old boy. And it's like, well, I'm a, I don't want to show my emotions because my friends yeah. might make fun of me. That's what I feel Hollywood is nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. They're well, very um unsure of their fantasy, you know? We yeah. we don't we don't handle brotherhood very well anymore in movies. I think. No. I mean, there 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 are some classic films that get it, but I I feel like I've all, one of the reasons that Hong Kong movies are so great and Chinese movies are so great is the theme of brotherhood is handled so well in those. And I think this is yeah. very similar to that. Where I mean, it's obviously it's a much different culture, but there's a similar theme of brotherhood running through this movie that really works, and it's something that I don't. Know, I think people really. They like that's that's an important storyline to have in film. You know, the, the it's it's why like if you know um, if uh, uh, if you, you know if you see any of the like uh, uh, the last hurrah for chivalry, for example. I don't know if I if we mm-hmm. ever covered that. And did, Joel, did you see that with us? 
I didn't, but I know you talk about it all the okay. time. So I'm some, sure some, maybe one day we'll do it on Wuxia Workshop or something. But, but I mean, that's a movie where it just has this real potency with with uh, with the Brotherhood theme. And there's another movie, uh, Hero Shed No Tears, very similar. And it's kind of like Adam saying, we sort of have this attitude. But we don't. Do you have like it has to become a joke at a certain point so we don't have the emotion that goes with yeah. it? Yeah, like, there's you know, this emotional yeah. deflation that's like always in movies nowadays and it's yeah. like why just let the moment hang guy yeah. it's fine it's fine to yeah. feel things feel your feelings movie pop yeah. in with a joke it's like yeah. oh, oh oh things are getting serious let me let me throw a joke in here so the audience doesn't get bored yeah. like well a, not not even that so the audience doesn't actually feel something feel real anything. yeah you know yeah it's, it's like it's it's almost like remember how you would it's sort of like like i think all of us are fans of stand-up comedy but there's one aspect oh, yeah to being a comedian I don't like, which is that everything is at arm's length because they're always turning everything into a joke. And if you yeah. know anybody that's like that, sometimes they have these barriers to getting to know them because of that. And I feel yeah. like we do that in movies a lot. Um, and I mean, you get that with, you know, sometimes you watch movies with the wrong person. You watch the movies, that person who's like gonna, through the whole movie, be like, oh, whatever. And like, keep making yeah. snide comments. It's like, oh, that wasn't scary. And well, that's that special just stuff happened. looks fake. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it's just like, it just, it's like movie, at some point, movies started doing it to themselves. And yeah. It just. <laughs> beat beat the audience it. to the punch, yeah. I guess, is the idea. Make yeah. Fun of us before they do. But yeah. But I don't know. I I, I like that that like the, you know. The, I mean, there's like literally see where he's like on top of the other guy's shoulders and they're like doing squats and then running through a field. And that would clearly yeah. in an American movie that would be a joke. And here it wasn't, and it was very refreshing that that yeah. wasn't a joke. That was uh, refreshing. Well, and I like that. I just, I I don't know. I just I like that. I like the scene where I think he gets bitten by a um, banded crate, right? Which is like a really venomous yeah. venomous snake, and. Oh, yeah. And he's thinks he's gonna die, and then the and then Beam ends up saving him, and I thought that was like a really well done scene, and it's right before he gets betrayed by him. So it's like it's you know it's, Joel was talking about this earlier, like they have they set up all this emotional stuff into the so that when you have the big betrayal and the battle, it's got all this emotional weight to it. Um, and there was a whole chain of things leading up to that. There's the scene we were talking about, the montage of Brotherhood. There's also the scene where he shows Beam how to impress a girl. And yeah, that was you know, great. There's like this whole like well, it's, it turns. Oh, go ahead. I, I liked I liked the purity of the emotions too. Like we didn't have to, you know, because obviously they have a falling out because there's the misunderstanding yeah. and they you have all that. But when when uh, Beam finds out the truth, it's like there doesn't need to be any scene where there's recriminations or yeah. or it's like oh. Boom! We're we're friends again now. I'm gonna go yeah. save him. It's like it doesn't. God, I feel like a lot of movies would have oh, would have needed to have them talk it out. And it's like no, no. no. I'm like I I know no, that explains everything. From. Done. The one thing that's funny about these guys, they don't need to talk about anything. They do hand signals half the time. Yes. To, to, you know, so. <laughs> they're they're, on, they're on the same page. Language, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it shows. Yeah, it demonstrates just... immediately that they are both heroes who share like a common set of principles, even yeah. though they're very different people. Like they're literally associated with water and fire in the movie. Which, by yeah. the way, those motifs keep coming up every single time they interact, and it's so goddamn cool. It's yeah, just real yeah. simple visual storytelling, real simple theming, and it's brilliant. The whole thing's brilliant. I love it. Even their backstories have a lot to do with fire and water. Yeah. Ah. 
Yeah, no, it's really good. I also like that the um, the the scene where they meet, where they're um, uh, there's fire on water in that scene. Well, th- there's fire on water in that scene. <laughs> I, I, it definitely it definitely I think, <laughs> runs through the whole thing. Um, but when I first saw that scene, I thought that the that the um, that the Rama, Ramaraju character was just saving the kid to set him up. I mean, that was sort of yeah, like that, I, that was my I thinking. Was suspicious too. I was like, is is he just because he gonna because this guy is he luring him out? Going, this guy must be the villain I'm looking for. It's yeah, I I had the same reaction. But I liked that it was just a real friend. They just legitimately met, and it was a real friendship. Yeah. And that was you know, they were both trying to save the kid. It was it was what it was. It wasn't anything deceptive. You know, there, yeah. there were no. They weren't trying to trick me, and I thought they were trying to trick me. Um, no, again, this movie isn't trying to outthink its audience. It's just yeah. like, no, here is the story. Here yeah. is something exciting that happened, friend. The whole yeah. time, it's just like sincerely presenting you these things that it treasures and loves. And it, eventually, you just kind of fall in love with the movie just handing you these amazing gifts. You're like, yeah. I don't deserve you, movie. You're too good for me. <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is definitely a very, it was very good, very exciting, very, uh, very emotionally rewarding film. I even, I even liked that they, uh, again, they had like the one English lady that was like nice, and the other guys were all evil. And I liked the one English lady that was really nice. You know, the fact mm-hmm. that they were that everybody else was so bad, and that she was so sweet. And I was the whole time I'm worried. Oh, she's sweet, but she's gonna have a limit, right? Like the moment he breaks into the house, she's gonna turn on it. Like I, I and nope, she's sweet to yep. the whole movie. It's, 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 it's just not a cynical movie. Yeah. Well, even the even the dance off guy, the one white guy who's like, "Look, you do the Charleston." First of all, that, that guy was, was a, a very hell of a fun dancer. scene. Uh, it was a fun scene. I liked that guy. He was a very small character, but even he got out of a little mini redemption arc because at the end of the dance, he was like, "Yeah, no, I'm getting into it. You guys really know how to do it." Like, it was a very Patrick Swayze-ish yeah. kind of scene, and I I loved it. So I I loved how furious he was too that they didn't know yeah. how to do the tango. <laughs> they, uh-huh. It's like berating them, and then they and then they just like flip it on them. I, I thought that, that was just a fun scene. Also, I don't think I've ever seen a dance scene like that. You know, it was just a very interesting dance scene. Um, me and me and my wife watched. Um, now I can't. Was it Forty Second Street? Is that that classic uh, black and white movie about like a? Yeah. They're putting on a big show. It, it, it brought me back to that kind of movie where. Yeah. Um, you know, Forty Second Street is not a movie that on paper I should necessarily like it just you know if you, if you gave me a review of it I'd be like I'm not watching that and you know but because my wife wanted to watch it I watched it and I was really blown away by the visuals and a lot of the other elements and so you know I think I think that here it was another thing where it's like you know you put up a little bit resistance at first when they start doing the dancing but then you just kind <laughs> of like give into it because it really is infectious it's got a I think uh, it's, yeah it's entertaining. I, I think too going back to the sincerity thing because i my mother is a huge musical fan so as a child mm. i saw pretty much every single musical ever filmed my, my mother literally has a book with every musical Hollywood musical ever made, and she keeps check marks in it so she can, you know, make sure she's seen every music. She's been doing that my entire lifetime, hunting okay. them down. But, but yeah, my point being that going back to the sincerity thing, I think, I think musical scenes work in this movie because it is just so sincere. I think the reason Hollywood can't make musicals anymore 
is there's so little you can't have your characters do that without it being a joke when everything needs to be kept at arm's length it's like these characters just bursting into song and dance it's like it just fits with everything in the movie in a way that wouldn't in a lot of modern hollywood movies yeah, and there's also there's not an overabundance of it. It's not. I think my impression of Bollywood, just based on clips I had seen, was that they break out into song like every ten minutes. Do you know what I mean? And this wasn't like uh-huh. that. This was like very selective. There are some key scenes where music happens. It's enough that yeah. you could probably, I don't know, fill up half an, a half a soundtrack album with with the music numbers. I'm guessing. Sure. I don't know what it comes to, but it wasn't it wasn't overwhelming either. There's still a lot of story. There's just these reprieves that are musical and they yeah. kind of give you some time to chew over the plot and they go over some of the things that have happened. So it just, it, it worked really well. Um, and, and also it was just a really important part of the overall experience. I think you need, you need that full experience of it. Um, it's, it's like a movie that just kind of washes over you. You know what I mean? Just, it's just like, there's just a, uh, it, it, again, it, 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 it tries to tap into all the senses, I think. Uh, in a deep way. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's fun. It's fun just to see movies completely outside your normal perspective sometimes, too. I mean, I, I never used to watch Wuxia movies till you invited me mm. on Wuxia Workshop as the guy I didn't know about. Then when I mm. first started watching all these old Shaw Brothers movies, it was just like, I've never seen anything yeah. like this. That alone, just, I mean, there, a lot of them are, are movies I love, but even beyond that, it was just the novelty of them at the yeah. time. I, I had that feeling watching this. I'm like, this is... This is something completely new to me, which is uh, just a fantastic feeling. Yeah, no, this is uh, for me too. I didn't, I don't really know these kind of movies. Most of what I was aware of was via social media, where people generally post clips of like the most ridiculous action sequence from a film. So if this yeah. film were something that I saw on Facebook, they'd be showing the scene where he's throwing the motorcycle with one arm. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. You know, and and if that's all you see. In isolation, it feels a little bit excessive and ridiculous. But once I saw the whole movie yeah. in context, things, you know, they, they just work more. There's there's it, it's it, I think the impression it creates for me when I see stuff like that in isolation is, well, the whole movie is just as engineered <laughs> to get you to that one ridiculous scene. Whereas, no, the, the ridiculous scene kind of flows out of much more solid structure that they've created. I'm- yeah, yeah on that no note, I'm really. Oh, go ahead, Joel. Oh, make no mistake. There's a lot of ridiculous scenes in this movie. Yeah, like, my, yeah. My, my personal favorite is when the uh, the the English uh, Duke villain guy shoots the car and it just goes flying off yeah. the track. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. he, doesn't he like jump out of his car as it's crashing he, and like he, pause in okay. midair to do that or something? He leaps not, in not the air and the rifles behind gun. him. Yeah, the yeah. rifle's flying in the air behind him. He grabs it and aims it. <laughs> so it, it's it's almost got a matrixy look. How he's kind of coming right up out of the car. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, he, this actor is I'm not an imposing physical presence. So the fact they were able to sell him so much was really well. He's a really was, tall guy. He's a really he tall, tall guy, right? Um, yeah, we talk about Ray, I mean, Ray uh, Stevenson. Yeah, we're talking yeah, about? I, I Ray bought him as a, uh, pretty physical. I mean, if you've seen Rome, he's uh, yeah. pretty physically imposing in Rome for sure. I, I feel like he's he heavy basically. He's Augustus is heavy in the first season basically. <laughs> he, wor- he works as especially as a governor who's got some age under his belt. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He, obviously, we're not supposed to. Ex- he's not going to be physical like the two lead actors are because he's supposed to be much older than him. 
but I feel like he he's believable as a guy who is now at a point in his life where he's been assigned to be the governor of this place. And he certainly knows like, like when he, when he knows something's up because he shakes his hand and there's blood on his hand. And then he kind of is more attuned to what's going on. That all mm-hmm. makes sense. Cause you feel like the character's kind of got a veteran personality to him. He, you know, he's, he's been through, he survived this long in the empire. Uh, yeah. But, and it, it feel he he does a good job of making the British feel like a dangerous threat compared to the tiger throwing like arrow shooting through tree duo that are they like uh, the protagonists of this film. Um, so that's really useful. I, I did actually watch this film because the last time we spoke about it, you were like you were complaining because it was one of those pick up a car with one hand and throw yeah. in movies. That was like your your thing, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. And I'm going to be real careful. I'm going to keep an eye open for that. Mm. And it really never gets all the way there. Well, it it, yeah. it does kind of get to the point where things like cars are getting thrown around. But I think you'll agree with me that it manages to sell the emotion and physicality of that to just barely push those things. No, so I, not, I, like, I had the same thought. It. I had the same thought. I was thinking, you know, this is getting like right up to that line, but it's definitely not just trouncing right over it. It's get, it's like, they are doing ridiculous things sometimes, but it doesn't, it just doesn't feel like it does when I've seen some of those clips where the guy like grabs a Jeep that's driving by and the, all the guys fly off. Cause he's so strong. The Jeep can't, you know, the Jeep comes yeah, to, yeah, uh, I, I love that stuff, but I get it. Uh, but this movie doesn't do that. It never really overindulges, which is impressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel too by the end, like, you know, when you're bleeding up to the big climactic scene, there is there's a, by that point, it just picks up this really mythic quality, too. And it's like, yeah. these are just, you know, we brought up the, the Bhagavad Gita earlier. It's like these are these are just these epic heroes. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's it's set in the 20s, but they're still just these epic mythic heroes. And so yeah, he, he's even dressed out. like one. In exactly. The last, yeah. Um, exactly it's uh it, it just it just it works for me even though in theory it probably shouldn't but. also just speaking on the governor again the other thing i liked about them is i him and his wife they are like i got the impression <laughs> that they're sincerely in love like like they're two yeah. terrible people yeah. that are perfect for each other and i kind of liked that this movie did that because it, it made them super evil and they're so evil they can appreciate the evilness of another person and see their soulmate in that person you know, was, uh... they're they're a very deep and rich kind of evil they're redolent with their wickedness you know well there's a scene right well the scene that you were talking about where he's being he's basically being brave-hearted he's getting like crucified yeah. with rope i forget exactly oh, yeah. what they're doing and then he's got to get whipped and he's whipping him and there's not enough blood. So she pulls out another whip that's got like spikes all over it and throws. And she's giving him instructions on how to how to intimidate him with the whip. And like it's just yeah. it's it's just a really malicious character um, so that when she dies at the end and the and the governor reacts to her death, like with this real rage. It's like, oh, yeah. they were really in love because they were both so terrible that they loved each other. You know, just I don't know. I, 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 yeah. I, I appreciated that too. It made uh like I said, it didn't 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 make me sympathize in any way, but it made them feel a lot more real as characters yeah. for being kind of as cartoonishly villainous as they are. You know what it was? It's like, well, they at least have something that they Attach, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like, like I'm watching Cobra Kai with my wife, and the way that they humanize the villain on that show is they give them a student that they connect to. 
so that you can see that there are that you can see their humanity, and that's kind yeah. of what that relationship does. It's like it's it's not enough to make them sympathetic because they're both irredeemably no. evil, but that they can at least relate to one another in that way. It yeah. may, it gives them some amount of humanity. It, it uh, almost gives it more satisfaction too when she dies because the fact that it hurts him that she dies hmm. it's like good. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your pain, sure. It's fine if he was just like eh, whatever. I also liked the final battle with him. I thought that it was going to become this protracted, he's going to get up and he's going to start doing a slug yeah. thing. And it wasn't anything like that. Once they had nope. tactically defeated him, it was pretty much over. Um, you know, he, I think he has like one vague attempt to do something, but that's about it. And yeah, it would have been, it would have been overdoing it to keep the action going at that mm -hmm. point. It's like we'd, we'd blown up the mansion. Yeah. Uh, everything was done. It's like, let's just, it's over. It was uh, and, not believed. And they're able to get that, the thing that his father said to him back into the dialogue, <laughs> which was good too. It was like load, yeah. aim, shoot. Was that the, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I also think it was a pretty impressive thing to not, to kind of keep us questioning Raju's motives throughout most of the film. Yeah. And then in like, because I want to say this is kind of a it's it's almost like a four act movie where you have like act one and two is like the first chunk and then act two and th or act three and four are the last chunk. Um, but like we don't see Raju's backstory until after he has successfully betrayed and imprisoned and violently mm -hmm. tortured his best friend. Then we get, oh, OK, no, he's doing this for a higher purpose yeah. and this is tearing him up inside. Like, OK, all right. Also, I'd like to point out that, like, that scene where, the, the sort of Braveheart scene where he gets the spike wit, like, he tears his his friend Beam apart with this thing. Like, mm -hmm. the dude is just, like, blood everywhere. It's just, oh, it was a brutal, brutal scene. Also a really good musical number. Uh, it's complicated, people. Yeah. But <laughs> as soon as Beam learns that Raju was doing that to free the people of India, without batting an eye... He's yeah. like, oh, go on a suicide mission to save my best friend? You know it. He's my yeah. bestest buddy. Like, I, I love that you pointed that out, Adam. Like, Not only that, like, he's, like, remorseful about it. He's got, like, the, it's really, it really works. Yeah. It's um, Yeah, he's, he's sad that his friend is in prison. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been so mad at my bestest friend in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like, I definitely would have had more recrimination as a person. <laughs> Even, like, even if, like... You and me, Brennan, we'll, we'll one day get into a situation where I'm on a pillory and you're whipping me with a spike whip. It's going to happen. We both know it. It's just it's just one of those cliched situations that buddies find themselves in once in a while. I'm we're still going to have a couple of words when I come to rescue I, you. Wait, but if you can if you can foresee it so clearly, why, why why are you carrying this blame around? I mean, you only have yourself to blame if you get yourself into that situation, I would say. I think if we're oh, in an epic duel and you imprison me in the governor's mansion after I throw a tiger at you, I think that's still at least partially your fault. And I don't care. You, we still know who whipped who here. There's gonna be there's gonna be some words exchanged at a minimum. You know? Sorry, it took me so long to rescue you, but I was still limping from that horrible <laughs> flogging you gave me. No, yeah, I think exactly. I think I no, but I I, I agree. I liked how he. I liked how he immediately contextualizes the whole thing. And he's like, okay, I get it. I know why he did it. Yeah. That's more important than all the pain I suffered. 
it's it's in the past, right? Like that's the well, it, that's very true to his character too. Yeah. you know, because it's both really strangely like deep for its simplicity, and also he's just kind of that dude. You know, he's just optimistic and upbeat and forgiving yeah. and sweet. Like he really is a big softy. So like every aspect of his personality that makes perfect sense for. It's really a a brilliant little move of. God, it's such, and how refreshing to see something like that again. Because you're right, uh, Adam. There would usually be a lot of recrimination and, and at least some kind of guilt tripping or an offhanded snark comment or something. Nah, he's yeah. like, no, get on my shoulders. We're gonna, we're gonna, sh- we're gonna Vishnu this stuff, and they they go out of there like a four armed god. It's great. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, I, I like too. It's like I saw some people when I was kind of looking through reviews complaining about the co- level of coincidence in this movie. But it's like oh, the mythic um, quality of this movie. Yeah. It's like these people were fated to meet. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like Beam was Beam was fated to run into into Raju's girlfriend. It's just like it's, it just it's like it's, you see the same thing in Wuxia films. It's just like yeah. this is this is destiny so, unfolding before us here. So also, I, I feel I, like getting it there. Well, it's a coincidence. That shouldn't happen. Sometimes kind of too, point. it's when you, when things like that, when, when they have to really engineer that stuff to make it as plausible as possible, sometimes that takes away from it for me mm-hmm. because it's like, it just feels like they're taking too much of an IT brain to the whole enterprise and not no, allowing no. You know what yeah, I mean? It would have bogged the movie down. They could have had a plot line where uh, that where the girlfriend was looking like heard about Bima, and then she spends yeah. time looking for him, and that adds like thirty minutes onto the movie that really doesn't do anything just because they didn't want it to be a coincidence. And yeah, I I, I agree. It yeah. wouldn't have helped anything. Yeah, coincidence. I I'm fine with coincidence, and and Wuxia has largely cured me of my any concern. I <laughs> yeah, same. And way. whether it's fate or the movie just needs this in order to progress, I don't particularly care. But yeah. I feel like I feel like it's, it, it, you you really see it in Wuxia television series for some reasons where they just kind of yeah. they walk off onto the road and they bump into the person they need to meet for whatever it is that they're doing. And it's fine. It's, it's, it's like we reviewed Return of Condor Heroes, the series, and that yeah. was full of coincidences. But yeah, they all totally well, work for me. And my interpretation of that has always been, it's part of it is that the characters are sort of have this connection where they just understand each other enough, where it's like, well, I'm going to go yeah. here and I have this feeling that I'm going to meet you know, my good friend there because that's where he would go. It's that sort of thinking. And it's something yeah. that you kind of can see in life. Like, I think we've all had that experience of, well, where would Joel go if he's upset because <laughs> I called him, you know. Just immediately uh, go to the strip club. Yeah, yeah, you guys know where I'm at. <laughs> but uh, I, like, I got to put food on the table somehow, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I think that, um, I, I don't know, I, I'm fine with coincidence was my point. So, um And also that scene was really emotional at work. Like if if you had had a build up to that scene, it would have drained the emotion out of it also. Do you know what I mean? And the, yeah. and the surprise. She hadn't been in the movie very much too. And I was like, when she first showed up in that scene, that is that that's his girlfriend, right? Isn't yeah. it? I, I was like, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, when you think about it, like, like we, there, we do deal with coincidences just fine. Like, yeah. I am your father is a pretty huge coincidence, but nobody really <laughs> <Yeah>. complains. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Once yeah. again, that's a that, mythic that's a movie. Answer. It's like Star Wars is destiny and the force. Yeah. It's like there should be, should be a coincidence is where the force is guiding everything. 
Yeah, it's a but, pretty big coincidence that they found one of the best pilots in the galaxy just in some bar on Tatooine. He's going to wind up being one of the greatest heroes of one of the most powerful ships that ever existed. You know, he looks like a, a scruffy nerf herder, but as it turns out, like, yeah, really? Really? That Yeah, yeah. we're fine with coincidence. It's fine. Yeah. God, throw up. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's the over-explaining, I think, that a lot of things do sometimes that... Uh, I think well, Adam explaining for the benefit of the nerd in the audience to not be able to, to scratch their chin fat about it. You know, it's like, well, it's really a coincidence that this happened. Like, I don't really I don't need like Star Lord to snark about the coincidence in the movie that I'm watching. Like, OK, yes. I get it, dude. I get that I'm watching a comic book movie you can chill out. Like I'm not, a, I'm not writing a doctoral thesis on this. It's okay for it to not hang together perfectly. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You might be reminded that you're watching a movie if you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. This is, this is a very solid film. We've gone for like 50 minutes already. So we should probably, uh, oh, yeah. things I, down. Yeah. Um, I could probably talk about this movie for its entire runtime. It is a lot of fun. I, I think that yeah. maybe I've not made my feelings very clear on it. This movie is extremely fun. Um, I, I was watching this film and I had a moment of, I have many moments of intense pride as a game designer where I was like, oh, you can do that in my game. And it's by design. <laughs> yes. There was such, yeah. so many feelings I could, of triumph while I was really watching this. I could definitely yeah, I, see I, the influence that something like this would have on Joel. Like I was totally, I, I, I was totally, very visible. Totally oh. saw that. Yeah, I watched this movie. One, I was like, yeah, this is totally something Joel puts into his game. And secondly, I was like, Brendan is gonna <laughs> like this movie. I have no question. Brendan is gonna like this movie. I was just like it. I was like, this is this is. Yeah, I, I no longer doubt. I wasn't sure before I watched it. But uh, yeah, the other thing else, my other my last thing I'll say about the movie too. I'm really glad I didn't watch any trailers or yeah. any clips yes. or anything. Just every image in this movie was fresh when I saw it, and I'm I'm so happy I saw it in context for the first time. It's uh, so good. The context really helps sell the goofier elements, and even yeah. the goofier elements are really epic and cool. So yeah. like, yeah. Um, it does feel like a lot. It's it's a lot to ask someone to be like, watch a three-hour movie. It's not in English. But watch a three-hour movie. It's not in English. And it's really, really worth your time. And it's, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, I, I want to watch it again. It's like you don't often sit down and watch a three-hour movie yeah. and go, I want to put this on again. I can't wait. And that's <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I was I, I was really nervous about that three hour runtime. I was like, oh man, this is going to be an all day thing because I I know I'm going to be like watching twenty minutes, stop it, twenty minutes, stop it, you know. And it was it was not that. It was um it was more like how can I fit this in with the things I have to do because I really don't want to turn it off right now. So uh, that's, yeah. that's um, good. I'm really glad yeah. that I won you over with it. it. It's this is kind of the conversion movie, I think. You know, like if you got to point someone to like, okay, I love this obscure you know, certain type of, of foreign cinema. Here's your intro. Here's your intro drug. Here's your, here's yeah. your gateway movie. RRR, man. That's the gateway movie. Mm. No, it's a very, very solid film. I, I definitely see why you like it. Um, yeah. And, and again, I, I was, I was so pleasantly surprised by it that it, um, it was like a, a, 
I don't know. Again, it's, it, we we watch so many movies on the podcast that it can get tiresome. So when yeah, you yeah. see a movie like this, it's very refreshing. It's very nice to watch a film. And I feel like I've kind of had that experience with the past too, because Dread was kind of similar. Yeah. Where I really, I in both movies, I kind of went in with a terrible attitude, and my attitude was changed. And I feel like that's sort of the sign that a movie's better than just good. That it's able to. Yeah. redirect your your emotional trajectory in that way um so yeah so i'm I, you know again it's rrr <laughs> i think what are we doing next we're doing we, i know commando is next on the list but we got a ton of movies so i don't know if that's 100 a lot of gonna, movies yeah i I, um, I haven't seen commando since i was a little kid so i may have to revisit that one um, i, I have seen teenager. commando i saw it once again as an adult i saw it about 10 years ago again but what i found was i had seen it so much as a kid when i saw it as an adult i knew every line like it, it was just that feeling of seeing a movie that you had you had on vhs that you just saw over and over and yep. over and over again yeah the, the vhs um, movies are the ones that kind of stick into your soul there's yeah. something about that analog there you just because you do you put it in the, in some movies are like that where you'll put them in you'll watch them to completion microwave a hot dog and then you'll just push it right back in once it's done rewinding you know so yeah I, I didn't, commando was not a movie like that for me but i i definitely get it well i was a kid when arnold schwarzenegger movies were an event so it was like every schwarzenegger movie that came out every kid was like super yeah. eager to see um you know with a couple commando of would be a good choice after that just a straightforward meat and potatoes arnie movie seems a, a good angle to go with next so i would uh, i would approve of that but approve. if someone's got another pick we'll go over the list after and we can debate whether that should be or shouldn't i think commando is a solid <laughs> choice but you know if we, if we want to cover all our bases it's fine well I, we've um, now watched uh two of the ones that i really wanted to make sure that you guys watched um, so I'm really, really happy about that. And I'm glad that in both cases, you guys really enjoyed them because I, I and, these are movies that I treasure. So. And I sincerely was prepared to hate those movies. Like I was like, like I was I especially <laughs> ready to be like, no, I'm not going to be nice about it. I'm going to say exactly what I think. About <laughs> so. I knew this would be a good podcast one way or another. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, it still would have been fun. I think you would have been wrong, but it would have been fun. It would have been, it would have <laughs> like, been entertaining, I'm sure. But, like you and me disagreeing about something is anything new. I, I will point to I, Golden Swallow as a movie that we will probably never see eye to eye on, but I still love talking oh, about really? it with you, and I enjoy watching it with you. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Joel I, had Joel had issues with Golden Swallow. If I did, you never hear the I, podcast where, where him and me fought about that? Oh man, I, I got to like listen that. to that. I I don't like <laughs> Golden Swallow as much as you know, come drink with me, but I, I enjoyed it fine. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see your take on it. All right. Yeah, I, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty. He was uh, pissed. Pretty he was pissed. I think he was. I think my my impression is Joel really had his. He had his heart set on come drink with me too, and it is not come drink with me too. You you already really told did. me Golden Swallow wasn't come drink with me, so I went into that with that mm. expectation. So I I was like, ah, I just want to watch a good Shaw Brothers movie. You know, I, when I rock show, yeah. Ugh. When I first saw Golden <laughs> Swallow, I saw it knowing it was like a sequel and i yeah. was like oh okay this is she's not the character I, okay yeah. you know yeah. but then jimmy wang you shows up and everything's fine you know that was sort of my, yeah. uh, my yeah. we're not going to give you golden swallow too but we will yeah. give you this guy so it, you get silver yeah. rock it was i think if it had been the silver rock is stoic hour i would have been far more forgiving but 
I still wouldn't have been completely forgiving. <laughs> well, it's um, kind of funny because it's kind of it is almost like the Last Jedi before the Last Jedi. It where like it's like it's like dueling time. director, you know, um, but <laughs> it just worked out more okay. Um, and I, but we one day in the in the in a galaxy not too far away, we should probably talk about the the new Star Wars movies. Not today, but I have many feelings. Brandon about and I, that. Brandon and I did a Last Jedi podcast. Yeah, we've covered actually. it. I think yeah, everybody. Absolutely. So I think... I, I'll go listen to the Gold to Swallow one, and you can watch listen to our okay. Uh, Oh, maybe that'll get out of my system. But uh, by ourselves. All right, so we'll end it here, and, and we might be back with Commando, if not some other movie. But until then, we will talk to you later.